So start with the iPhone mini, or iPhone 13 mini, uh, which I dropped down the toilet yesterday. No! Oh, disaster. <laughs> yeah, I've never Was done that. Was that after uh, a few cheeky Ribenas? No, it wasn't. It, it, weirdly, ironically, after recording this week's newsletter, where I talked about having dropped it the week before off the treadmill... I rarely drop right. phones, but ever since I've had this mini, it's just had these series of disasters. Um, but the weird thing is, I wrote about the the toilet incident on on the blog today, which I'll I'll link to in the in the show notes. But um, without going into too much detail, the water was clean. I want to kind of <laughs> confirm that. Um, but after falling from quite a height on on the treadmill onto the treadmill um, thing beneath, and then into the toilet, having bounced off the rim of the toilet, it's completely unscathed. There's not a single mark um, on it, which, as I mentioned in my in my piece this morning, I get the impression this might be one of Apple's most toughest iPhones they've made, or I've just been ridiculously lucky, because there's no case on it either. It might be a combination of the two. Possibly, yeah, maybe. I mean, they, they, every year they always say it's stronger, and it's got stronger glass, it's the most resilient ever, Etc. Etc. So yeah, I think it's a combination of the two. Because if you if you hit any iPhone at the right angle, you're going to dent it. Yeah, absolutely. But I thought I did. I mean, like I say, yesterday it bounced off the. Um, yeah, toilets aren't exactly soft, are they? It's probably one of the hardest surfaces you can throw your iPhone at, and it was travelling at quite a speed. Um, and it's yeah. I don't know. I'm, perhaps I was just like you say. It might be a bit of a bit of both, really. But it's a tough little thing, definitely. Um, but aside from that, it's it's well, fantastic. I mean, generally, I, I, I yeah. wouldn't recommend singing your iPhone down the toilet. No, we, we should say that as a as a bit of a, just, a public service <laughs> it's not announcement. A good test. <laughs> yeah, don't don't throw your iPhone thirty or any iPhone actually down the toilet. It's a really bad idea. Um, <laughs> so yeah, have you ever had, have you ever had an AirPod pop out? Uh, yes, I have. Not into the toilet, thankfully. Um, have you? No, no. Also not into the toilet. I've had it. I've had one pop out into the sink. How, how did that go? Oh, it was fine. I mean, it, I, mean I, I was, I was, you know, just washing my hands. Got a bit too enthusiastic, and just yeah, one of them popped out, but it got splashed, but didn't. It wasn't submerged, and it, it's been fine. They're actually pretty, pretty resilient as well, aren't they? Really, but um, yeah, I've dropped mine again in the gym. It's kind of fallen out, but um. But yeah, no, I mean, going back to the iPhone, I, I love this this little phone. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, I'm doing the full review, which is probably going to be on the channel by the time this podcast goes live. Um, but yeah, after two weeks of using it, super happy. It's, it's not as small as I thought it was going to be in terms of the screen size. That was one thing I was a bit worried about. Um, it, it feels like a decent sized screen. Uh, particularly given that you can just hold it in one hand and never use it, you know, not have to use two hands or you know, finger gymnastics. And um, and the battery. Oh, you is say that though. Yeah. I mean, but it turns out that actually holding a phone with two hands is probably a good idea. That's a very good point. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would Given have helped yesterday. Which you've dropped it. Having it. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a pattern here, isn't there? Um, but yeah. Aside from that, the battery. It's not. You know. It's not going to be. Pro Max standards, which from the sounds of it can get through an entire week for a lot of people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's um, it's good enough. I mean, for me, I, I, you know, I use it throughout the day, um, you know, general use really. I'm, I'm not a heavy iPhone user, but it's being used pretty constantly throughout the day. Um, and at the moment, it's finishing with probably 20, 30% left at sort of nine o'clock at night, which, like I say, is, is absolutely fine as far as I'm concerned. Um, That'll I do, won't it? 
Yeah, completely. I didn't experience the 12 mini. I know that was a huge problem for people that had that phone. Um, but clearly, Apple has, have done something pretty pretty impressive with the, with, the, with the chip. And I think, obviously, whatever's going on within iOS 15 as well, it does seem to be... Um, Seems to be great. So I think if anyone's worried about the battery life on the, on the 13 mini, don't be. It's it's great. I've been really impressed. More importantly, Rob, have yeah. you bought an iPhone 13 Pro yet? No, I haven't. No, I, I really, I genuinely don't think I'm going to. I've, I, I want one. No, I don't want one. Yeah, I've somehow <laughs> talked myself into thinking that I want one. I don't need an iPhone 13. That's okay. my my position. There are other things that I could that I think would would would. You know, scratch my tech buying addiction itch better than buying an iPhone because it's I don't know they 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 obviously they're better but they're not so much better as to justify the outlay and so I think I I would ultimately not feel satisfied by that purchase I think I'll I'll hang on a bit I think that's probably fair enough. I think the only the only reason that I've enjoyed this uh, kind of upgrade, if you can call it that, is because I've gone for a completely different size. I, I kind of yeah, mentioned that's this, it, isn't it? Because it is it is genuinely new because you yeah. haven't had one that's those sort of dimensions since what your iPhone five or something. Exactly. Yeah, I, I mentioned this when I pre-ordered it. I said that you know I've kind of engineered my own interesting upgrade for the iPhone because the, the the other upgrade to the tw- to the 13 pro doesn't feel in- interesting enough a lot of people didn't get that but what i meant was as you've just said it's a completely different form factor it feels very different it feels like a very different device and that's made it a very interesting product to get my hands on so but yeah the, the, yeah. the pros i mean then, then subconsciously you've also slung it down the toilet so. i have yeah yeah i've <laughs> got to stop doing that i don't want to drop it ever again um but yeah i, I think the reviews for the 12 Pro and the Pro Max have been really... I don't know if you've seen many of them, but they've been really good. Um, a lot of people are impressed with them, aren't they? Well, it's those cameras. Yeah. Those cameras are insane with the just the massive new camera bump and all the the, the tinkering that they've done mm. to the cabins and the software. And, um, you know, obviously with a, with a small child, I take a lot of photos. So, you know, up until having children... I, I took an amount of photos, but since having children, I take like 10,000 photos a year. It's ridiculous because <laughs> you just want to capture all of those moments. Mm. So on that basis, I do want to have the absolute best camera I I can get in my pocket at all times. Yeah. But the, the 12 Pro is, is good. It's, it's, it's good enough. <laughs> You're right, it is. And actually, the, the the difference between the 12 Pro and the, the cameras in the Mini, at the 13 Mini, it's not that different, really. Um, they, they both take brilliant photos. And like you say, for those kind of, you know, those moments when you, you just want to capture whatever's happening, it's hard to find better than, than the iPhone for that, I think, really. Um, all this, I've played with the cinematic mode, and it's it's mm-hmm. really smart. It's really clever. It's it's really um, sort of mind blowing that you can change the aperture after you've filmed something. Um, it does need really good lighting, though. I've noticed it's it's um, if you think back to the early days of the portrait mode for the still photos, it's a bit like mm-hmm. that, if not a little bit worse. Actually, um, you can see a lot of artifacts, and it's clearly not a real 
the real lens uh, that, that's doing doing the um, yeah, the, the bokeh, the, the, the background blur. Um, but it's there's no denying that it's so clever the way they've done it. You know, turning your head away and it kind of realizes that it should then focus on whatever's behind you. Um, it's got this lock-on autofocus where you can keep something in sharp focus and move the camera around. That's that's actually quite useful. Um, but it, like I say, it does require pretty good lighting conditions, and it is only 1080p which limits its usefulness in terms of the stuff that I do. Um, but it's it's early days. I think it's it's clearly a very difficult thing they're doing with this, and it's only going to get better as, you know, as as the years go on. Well, so the the taking video on an iPhone, you always need, a, you know, more light than you would need to take the photo, mm. don't you? You do. When it, if you're fl- flipping between video and photo mode, the photo mode is always always looks brighter than... In the video mode, but uh, the does it hunt like it did on their demonstrations? So one thing that I noticed, I think you noticed as well, and everyone who was looking out for this sort of stuff would, would have noticed that it, it appeared to hunt a bit in in the the demonstration that would have been produced under the absolute ideal conditions. Mm. Yeah, you know, the, the the sort of who done it um, short film that they showed on the was it wwdc or the um it was the event it was the california streaming event wasn't it california streaming event of course it was yeah so they had a they had like a whodunit short film where they were showing off this cinema mode and some of those transitions going from face a to face b it looked like it was hunting a bit yeah do you remember this? I do, it, and it does. It does do that occasionally. It seems to take a, a couple of milliseconds to settle on whatever it is it's trying to focus on. Um, and the fact that was in that short film kind of demonstrates that it's it's quite a common thing because they'd, they'd have reshot that, wouldn't they? If, if it was easy to to kind of get a get an example of it where it doesn't do that, it, it does it more often than it doesn't do it. Um, I suppose is what I'm trying mm. to say. But again, I think it, it just comes back to, you have to remember that all of this is happening in, it's it's not it's not to do with, as far as I know anyway, it's not to do with the, the glass itself. It's to do with the, the computational stuff that's going on in the chip. And it's that's what's so clever about it. But equally, that's yeah. what is so hard about it as well. Well, I mean, that, that'll be why it's limited to 1080p, because you imagine mm. you've got, you know, 24 or... or in actual fact, you can't set it to 24 frames per second, can you? You can you only do 1080p 30, yeah. and that's your lot. You can't even... You, so you certainly can't do 60 no. frames per second, but you also can't turn it down to 24 either in cinematic mode. It's 1080p 30 or go home. Exactly, yeah. But, yeah, so the, but the reason it, it's limited to that is because, as you say, that all of that depth that fake depth is being done is being calculated on the fly so 30 times a second on a 1080p resolution footage Hmm. that's that's some serious (laughs) serious calculations going on there so i i get it i understand because yeah you just you wouldn't be able to do that at 4k on a mobile chip well not yet anyway i'm sure they'll they're working on it Hmm. but the uh the fact that it hunts and it and it's not a physical lens hunting kind of weirded me out a bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, mean. did they do that on purpose? Did they put it in to make it look more <laughs> like someone actually trying to focus it with a real lens? That's an interesting, interesting concept. Do you, do, you, do you see what I'm getting at? Yeah, absolutely. Because it's software, they could make it not do that. 
<laughs> yeah. But, but they've chosen to either make it do it or they maybe there is a legitimate software reason why yeah. it hunts. But it makes it look like a real lens more than it would if it were completely eerily smooth. That's a really good point. I mean, if you watch any of my B-roll where I do focus racking, you, you'll, you'll spot quite often that I don't nail it at first time and I have to kind of go back slightly. So, yeah, yeah. maybe that's what they're trying to do. Perhaps they're trying to mimic that. I don't know. It's I hadn't really thought of that. I, I think it's more a case of it not being quite up to scratch yet. But um, as you yeah. say, I suppose the the off the offshoot of that is that it does act a little bit more human, doesn't it, in that respect? Yeah. So I was just I was an interesting one. I don't know. I'm sure I'm sure Rene will find out at some point. Of course he will. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He'll be all over that, won't he? Um, <laughs> the the thing I haven't tried obviously is ProRes because this is firstly it's not available yet, but and also it will only be available on the I think the 12 Pro and the 12 Pro Max. Um, and the ones with the big storage, but um, again, for anyone who's kind of not familiar with this, this is a—it's just a, a, a different type of video codec that they're using. Um, it's a really impressive one. It's um, for all the, the video geeks out there. It's, it shoots at ProRes four two two LT, which is the sort of thing you'll get with higher end cameras, and it has ten bit color, and it results in a file that you can tweak much more than you can the standard footage that the the iPhone shoots. The problem with it is that if you shoot a one minute video clip, it results in a three gig file, three or four gig file. So it's just massive amounts of data that you're creating with that. Now, I don't know about you, is Rob. That, is, it, is that an exaggeration? No, I'm, I'm reading this from um, uh, literally from a, from a blog that uh, some guys that have been testing it, and it's yeah, oh, wow, it, it's just massive, three gig for, for one right. minute. Um, that's insane. It is, yeah, and that's four K at thirty frames per second. I, I don't think you can you can shoot it any faster than that. But um, yeah, mad. And I don't I don't know what you think about this, but I still think the people that are going to want to use that type of footage are going to be using real cameras. Are they really going to be using iPhones for this? It's very impressive, but it it seems a bit overkill. It'll be good enough for a lot of people. That's the thing, isn't it? So you've mm. got your people, your people who are taking home videos who don't care and then you've got your sort of you know amateur film enthusiasts who i i, I think there's a i think there's a, an audience for those but you know people who are starting out cutting their teeth who will eventually go on and move on to red and <clears throat> the really crazy cameras but True. Yeah. i think as a as a practice tool to get your head around prores and the whole sort of editing workflow I think it's probably really cool. And they'll get to a stage where there'll be whole film. In fact, there already have been films, entire films filmed on an iPhone, aren't there? haven't there? But, yeah. you know, the, 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 I, I think they'll keep improving it and it will get to a point where you can, you know, realistically film some shots on an iPhone where it would be impractical to get a full-size camera in into a scene, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that is quite exciting, isn't it, really? It's just amazing what they're doing with these cameras mind-boggling but um yeah so in in summary I, I love the iphone 13 mini it's a great little device the other mini that i've got is obviously the ipad which um well hold on before we move sorry, on to yeah. that we have to mention your inadvert your amazing inadvertent <laughs> easter egg in your unboxing <laughs> of course i completely forgot about that yeah so i knew you'd spot this rob because you spot everything in in all of my videos <laughs> um but it's yeah blinking you miss it really i think from memory you, you, you might remember better than me but i only spotted this when i'd i started editing which is quite often the case um and I think there's a moment in the unboxing of the iPhone 13 mini where I place it down. No, sorry, I place the iPhone 12 Pro, I think, on the table, having just unlocked the screen. 
and on the screen it says 9.41 as the time. That was the exact time at that moment. And anyone who is aware of how, how important, well, not important, but how relevant that time is to Apple, um, any of their product shots, 9.41 is always the time on the clock, which was just complete coincidence, but very, very weird, I thought. Very strange. Do you, do you know why it's always 9.41? It's to do with... they they. It used to be 9.40, I think, didn't it? Am I right in saying that? And then they changed it to 9.41 on the iPad launch, I think. Is that right? Did they? I didn't know that. I thought it would always been 9.41. But yeah. Don't quote me on that. After, cause, yeah, it's something like that. It's been like that for about 10 years, I think, they've used that time. but And I can't remember why it was originally... If it was originally 9.40, people will tell us we've got this wrong in, in, the, um, in the reviews. But um, I'm, I'm fairly sure that was the, the reason. So my understanding of it was that the it, it was the exact time at which the original iPhone was first displayed publicly. And Steve Jobs had timed his presentation because because when they were showing it, it wasn't real. You know, you know how on various occasions they've showed, showed stuff on the keynote that didn't actually exist yet. And so they've kind of just mashed it up. And it bodged it to be good enough to to show, but it wasn't. You know, you you wouldn't have been able to buy it that day. Yeah. So he uh, had a screenshot of the original iPhone and the time. Were, uh, he had he had that mock up made for nine forty one, and then timed the presentation so that the exact point at which he presented unveiled it on the on the projector for the first time was nine forty one. And that's why it's been 9.41 ever since. Your explanation makes more sense than mine. Um, I, I'm trying to think where I... It I, might be an urban myth. I don't know. I've never, yeah. I've never looked into it. But that was my understanding of, of why why it's 9.41, why it's such a significant time. Is It is the, the exact time that the uh, original iPhone hmm. was seen in public for the first time. And because it wasn't, you know necessarily finished at that time they had to uh or you know they couldn't get live output from the phone to the projector at that time they uh yeah they had to time it all they had to, to mock up the 941 screenshot to to show yeah and then the whole presentation was 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 you know minute perfect yeah it well it's that's why it's such an important time isn't it and it's just so weird that it appeared in that video no i don't think anyone else commented on it apart from you i think you were pretty much the only person that, that spotted it um half yeah. of the course isn't it of course it is absolutely <laughs> <laughs> we should mention actually it's been 10 years since steve jobs passed away um obviously on the the 5th wasn't it 5th of october uh the, did you see the tribute they put on the the homepage on the apple homepage? I haven't yet. Is it still up? I think it's gone. Um, let's have a quick look. But I think I think they I think it was only there for that day. Um, but it was just like a, a, a nice little kind of two minute video, um, a kind of greatest hits of his, um, some of the stuff that he's, he said on stage and in interviews and stuff. Um, yeah, it's not there anymore. It looks like they've taken it down. Um, but yeah, it's been ten. Someone, 10 someone years. would have mirrored it. I'll find it. But yeah, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't see it. Yeah, definitely hunt it down. But it's um, yeah, it was just a very nice little tribute, I think, really. And I, I can't believe it's been ten years. It, it, it doesn't seem that long in, in a way, even though it it clearly is. It doesn't seem like it's been that long. You know, a decade. 
It is, it's still fresh. Mm. Everyone remembers where they were when they heard Steve Jobs died. Where were you? Actually, no, I, I can't. I've just... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, actually. That's a complete lie, isn't it? <laughs> I was just trying to think where I was, and I, I think I was just at work. <laughs> Not very exciting, really. Um, but yeah, bless him. Yeah, he's definitely missed. I mean, it's a, it's a very different company these days, isn't it? And, you know, there, there won't ever be anyone like him in so many ways, I think. Um, and from what you hear, he wasn't the easiest guy to, to kind of work with or, or live with. But um, yeah, we wouldn't have a lot of the stuff we have now if it wasn't for him. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you can change the world without being a bit different, can you? No, not at all. No. The key question, though, is: Would he have put up with jelly scrolling on the iPad Mini? Oh, absolutely not. I don't think he would either. Um, have you seen it yet? Have you Have you experienced it? Have you Have you had one of these in your hands yet? No, no. Um, I mean, but it it happens on all displays. You can mm. you can replicate the effect, and it's not quite as pronounced as it is on the iPad Mini. And the, the jury's out on why it is so visible, clearly visible on the iPad Mini. Um, but yeah, I mean, even even my iPad Pro, twelve inch, that's got the ProMotion, hmm. you can see a difference when changing from uh, landscape to portrait. So you know, every, every display will have an orientation where it's it's updating from from top to bottom line by line and so then if you turn it 90 degrees off axis then it's going to be updating from left to right or right to left depending on which way you've turned it yeah um and it, you, you can see it on a pc monitor a lot of pc monitors you can turn you can have got like uh you know sort of tilt and swivel stands such that you can turn your pc monitor in in uh in portrait mm. and that, that'll do it as well so it's just it's just a consequence of the way that displays update and how quickly your eye can see things it's not a big deal but um yeah it's just unusual i as i haven't seen it in person but everyone that i have talked to who has you know either got one or has seen one in a shop or whatever mm. it is quite pronounced like unusually pronounced it is on what? the ipad mini it is, but what's frustrating is that I don't know if I would have spotted it without because I, I did. I only went looking for it when I heard about it. I think on the Discord server, um, so I'll never know if I would have spotted it anyway. Uh, I'm, I'm not convinced I would because in general everyday use, you're not really looking for that. It's that classic thing where if you're paying attention to what's on the screen, you know the actual content of the screen for whatever reason, whether you're watching a video or you're looking for some information on a website, you're far more invested in that that process aren't you to, to probably not notice screen defects um and it, but it is quite pronounced there is there is that kind of i suppose caveat with this this problem with the ipad mini but i just don't know if i would have would have spotted it really um it doesn't bother me now uh, it's just it's there i've only got one ipad mini to test so i don't know if it's a if it's something that affects every single unit i mean you get the impression it possibly does you know due to the number of people that have have picked up on it um but yeah, it doesn't really bother me because it's such a great little iPad. Everything else about it is, is just fantastic. It, it has turned out to be everything that you had hoped for. It has. Because you've been after this for years, haven't you? A, a, yeah. a small iPad that didn't look like an old iPad. It had the new design language. Yeah. And you've got your Apple Pencil support. I mean, it's just it's absolutely what you asked for. 
Yeah, and I appreciate it's not for everyone, but it's just it's such a great little great little device. Um, and what the key reason I wanted it really was to, to properly get into into digital note taking, which I've dabbled with over the years, but never never really stuck with. And I have found since I've had it again, whether or not this is just kind of new new device syndrome and using it for the sake of using it. Um, but I have every day of the last two weeks used it for notes. I've not used anything else. I've not used my notepad. Um, I am waiting for a paper like to, to arrive. That's on pre-order at the moment. I'm quite looking forward to that actually. Cause I know you, you've got one, is it, um, it's an alternative paper like, isn't it on your, on your pro? Yes. It's a knock off from, from Amazon. I think ESR is the specific make of mine. Um, I've generally had good luck with their, their cases and stuff. And how do you find um, it? I, how do I find it? Hmm. I like it. It makes it feel like, you know, more... that it, it's, it's kind of unnerving writing on a surface that has no resistance. Yes. And so I do think that it has encouraged me to use the pencil more than I would have done otherwise. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to, really, I think. It just, it, it just it feels nice. It's a, it's, a, it's a feel thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, um, it doesn't seem to have any detrimental effect on, you know, colour or, you know, it, it's not, there don't, doesn't appear to be any downsides, uh, assuming that you take the time to apply it hmm. correctly, because I, I don't know your experience with screen protectors generally, but uh, I mean, it's, it's a plastic film. Um, it's very easy to get air bubbles under, so you do need to take your time, make sure that your area is completely dust free, etc., yep. etc. So yeah, just uh, you set aside a good half hour to make sure that everything is all clean and 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 you should be good because yeah. it would it's horrific if you've got a, an air bubble or a bit of dust in the middle of an air, of a screen protector ruins it, doesn't it completely? Um, but yeah, aside from that, it's a great iPad. Really happy with it. I think if anyone's worried about the jelly scrolling thing, just forget about it just buy it enjoy enjoy the device for what it is because i think like me if you've been waiting for this ipad mini everything else about it is great so it's just this weird well, display it's, it's all it's all data from the verge data bone from the mm. verge's fault and even he has had to come out and say look sorry <laughs> I, I, it's just something i noticed it's not a big deal yeah don't don't worry about it what you don't know won't hurt you yeah but, well unfortunately obviously everyone's just everyone knows, and everyone knows that's oh. the problem iPad, you know, the Apple are cheaping out on the iPad mini display. <laughs> I mean, there may be some truth in that. They may, because of all of the, you know, supply concerns, silicon shortage, you know, they, they may well have had to use a slightly less, you know, slightly inferior display controller than they would have done otherwise mm. in order to, to get this thing out of the door. Possibly. But it's not, it's not, it's, yeah, it's not a deal breaker, I don't think. No, not at all. No, I'll be doing my, my full review of that next week as well. So, yeah. I'm stay, just curious to know in. what you're doing your notes in. Oh, yeah, good good question. So I'm using, I'm not using Apple Notes, actually, funnily enough, even though I, do, I love the new um, Quick Note feature and all that stuff they've built into it. But um, I'm a Notability user. Yeah, see, I, I used to be a Notability user until, again, it's, it's Doc Iomedia again. He, uh, so introduced an app called uh nebu okay you've seen this nebu i remember seeing you talking about it but i've not checked it out myself no yeah if you like notability check out nebu the uh the handwriting recognition in that is bonkers really mm. 
I can see it here. I think the looks of it, I've downloaded it. I've had it before, actually, because it's, it's got the little cloud icon. Um, I'm installing it now as we, as we talk. So well, what is bizarre, actually, is I think that Notability uses the same underlying engine, but I just I find that I Nibu works the way my brain does better than Notability. Notability, you've got to learn Notability. Notability has the Notability way of doing things, yep. and it's fine. I'm not knocking it at all. That's great. I used it for eight years or something but yeah when i was when i was introduced to um to Nibu, it's a game changer nebu yeah if you if you into digital note taking it's it's bonkers the the most impressive demonstration of it in actual fact is that you can write there's uh you can write um formulas out you know you can you can write out numbers and it will give you the answer okay wow that is clever um, so you literally just jot down a calculation. Yeah. And, you know, what, what, one plus two equals, and then it will tell you three. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be very useful. Which is, which is insane, isn't it? That's crazy, isn't it? And, and genuinely useful for someone like me who's dreadful with numbers. Oh, I'm appalling, appalling with numbers. Uh, that's. That's why I learned to program and have a computer do it for you. <laughs> because, yeah, no, I'm definitely a words guy, English guy. Yeah, me, you and me both. I'm going to give give it a go. I'm, I've installed it. I think after this I'll, I'll have, a, have a play. But, yeah, very impressed with the Mini. It's been a uh, – with both Minis, actually. It's been a been a, a Mini autumn for me so far. And I've, I've, um, I've loved every minute of it, basically. Um, what else have we got? So I, just, I need Let's to give uh, Doc Iomedi another shout out. Go for so it. Doc Iomedi is a regular on the Discord server and a super knowledgeable guy. And uh, he, I, he gave me a tip that made me feel like I had never used an iPhone before. I've just so it's so mind numbingly <laughs> simple but effective that I'm like, do I do I even know what this thing does? Uh, and that's to set up the accessibility back taps. Okay. You ever done this? I've not. No, I think I've heard about it, but I've never, never tried it myself. So, in in the accessibility settings in iOS, you can configure in the access uh, in, in the accessibility. Start again. In the accessibility. Why can't I say that? <laughs> A- accessibility. Accessibility in the access. In- <laughs> right. No, I just let's call it something else. Let's call it something else. Yeah. Right. So, in the settings, yes, uh, you you can configure. Uh, the phone to look out for you tapping on the back of the device, either a double tap or a triple tap, and then assign an action to that, such as perhaps setting double tap to take a screenshot or triple tap to bring up the camera. Yep. That's been an absolute game changer for me because I always felt that it just took a fraction of a second too long to pick up the phone, have face ID, recognize your face, and then swipe right, and then move your phone into position mm. so you can take your photo. Now you can just you know, triple tap or double tap, whichever you prefer, have yep. it go straight into the camera, and you're just there fractionally sooner, which following on from what I was talking about earlier, about having children and wanting to take pictures, you, I've, those fractions of a second count for capturing that moment that you you wanted to catch i mean it's it's still not quite up there with having a, a physical camera button with half press to focus like you used to get in the olden days mm. uh which we'll never see i would i'd would love to see that but yeah we're never going to get that but um yeah no it just gets you fractionally closer to 
there being in the camera app ready to capture that fleeting moment that you want to photograph. They're great tips, aren't they? There are some really useful little settings in the accessibility. I've got that uh, pronunciation right. Um, yeah, there's some great little settings in there, which I, for one, never go in there. I don't ever check out what's in those in those settings. It's one of those areas that you just avoid. Not avoid, but you just don't, I don't need to go into, or I don't think I need to go into. So you miss out on these little little uh, little treats, I suppose. Because that, that sounds, I'm, I'm going to set that up, I think, on mine. That sounds really, really handy. Yeah, it's, a, it's a game changer. I can't believe I didn't. I, I knew of it. I, I never made that association. I didn't think, oh, I could use it for that. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you very much, Doc. Yes, thank you, Doc. Much appreciated. Um, right, the Amazon event. I haven't seen any of this at all, but I'm fascinated by this little robot that you can... You can't buy it yet, can you? Is it, is it, on, is it kind of a, a future future thing, or is it um, pre-order? Uh, it's, the way they have marked... It's some kind of pseudo-invite-only pre-order thing so yeah you can't even go and you know choose to sign up for a pre-order you need to be invited i believe uh, okay. um but I mean, it's basically an, an echo on wheels <laughs> which is uh, kind of equal parts terrifying and really interesting as well so yeah, yeah. Well, so I mean, not not content with sitting on your kitchen sideboard or on a side table or whatever. Jeff Bezos now wants to wander freely around your house. <laughs> what a thought that is. Um, yeah. Well, it's got a it's got a periscopic camera. Of course it has. What, what does it do with that? You know, if you if if you want if you're sort of remote viewing and you want to be able to see over a table or hmm. it goes quite high. I think I think it extends to like forty two inches or something. But. Uh, yeah, I'm not convinced. Um, as you know, I've got no. echoes in every room because I got I got right from the first one. I pre-ordered the first echo, and then ever since, as they brought out new models, I've just bought. I've got every kind of echo, basically. Yep. Um, but I don't think I get one of those. No, I, I'll I'll pay attention to it. I think see what see what happens. But um, it, it's something about it's frightening, isn't it? Um, well, the, the along the same line. So you've got you've got uh, you've got Jeff Bezos on wheels, and then you've got Jeff Bezos <laughs> drone cam. Did you see that one? No, you know about this, that one. No, I've just spotted this in, in the notes. So what what was that? So that, so it's not an Amazon direct product, but it is from Ring, which Amazon own. It is a drone with a camera that will map out the interior layout of your property, and then while you're out of the property, it'll just uh, it'll just fly around. Just you know, go to entry points and just check that nothing's been, no, no one's come in through any doors or right. whatever. So, so it it's flies just, around just inside a, your a, house. An indoor drone that is that 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 will, um, yeah, just do 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 a circuit of your whole house. Right. Why would you want that though? I, I can't quite understand why you'd ever need that. Pass. <laughs> Well, I guess to be to not necessarily have to have a fixed camera in every room, or because you know you've got wiring and they're they're unsightly. But if you've just got a, a camera that can move and go and maybe uh, examine any blind spots, because mm. perhaps you have got some sort of security camera system, and then something happens, but you can't. You, it's just out of shot. Well, yeah. then you can send your ring. It's called the Ring Always Home drone you can send that to go and have a look 
Right, okay. Interesting. What I, what I do find interesting with the stuff that Amazon does, like particularly with the robot, is they seem to just do what we used to see in sci-fi films. Is that the thing, isn't there, where you know, we see hoverboards and robots you know, walking around the house and stuff? And it always amazes me that uh, you could say the same thing actually about you know the, the series of the world and the all the um, digital assistants that it's all stuff we used to see 15 20 30 years ago in sci-fi films and star trek and they just seem to just be doing what we what, what we always expected to arrive as always i've always found that interesting it's like the obvious the obvious next thing is a is a robot obviously isn't it um, yeah but yeah i've always found that interesting i mean, I, I like the wacky stuff that they're trying and i guess I do, you've got yeah. to have deep pockets as amazon do to be able to afford to try out this wacky stuff but no they i think they genuinely come out with some interesting hmm. interesting stuff they do what's the what's the halo view the fitness tracker do you know anything about it's that? just a fitbit knockoff i don't know it's not that's that's not one of the interesting things that they talked about but more no. interesting than the halo view was the glow that's a really interesting concept it's, it's like a a, a, a a video calling device. So standalone things. It's got a display and a camera and a speaker, but it's also got a projector in it. Right. So you and the person that you want to converse with, if you both have one of these glows, you can project something from your camera onto a surface. So you could take a picture of something, yep. like a, a puzzle, and they the other person can have it projected out on their table and then using software the software will take that image and make it into a puzzle and you you can move the bits around right okay that's pretty cool it's pretty wild yeah so yeah so basically it enables you to play games hmm. with someone who's far away they are doing some interesting but stuff aren't they yeah, but it's, it's it's marketed towards kids, and I don't know. I don't know if that's a healthy thing to do. To mm. to push Alexa, to push a, a, you know, it, it's clearly it has a genuine sort of communication and interactivity benefit. I kind of I like that about it. But what kind of makes what gives me the ick is the notion of introducing AI voice assistants to children. Kind of not really down with that. No. Microsoft have been busy as well, haven't they? I know on, on the last show we talked about well we didn't talk about it, but I, I promised that I would watch the um the surface event. Obviously I didn't mm-hmm. do that. Completely forgot. You didn't um, do that. <laughs> no. But I did see the review um that MKBHD did of the is it the Surface laptop Sorry, the Surface Studio laptop with the with the crazy hinge. Yeah, that's really. So interesting. I, I, have, I, I haven't seen this review, so I carry on. I was going to say that that's. I, I think that's really interesting, a really interesting device. But um, yeah, what, what what were your thoughts on it? Well, it, it's kind of like the like an iPad docked in a magic keyboard case, isn't it? It's got that mm. that sort of L shaped hinge. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it goes flat. It's got a far greater degree of movement than an iPad in a Magic Keyboard case. But it is basically that, isn't it? I refuse to believe that it hasn't been inspired to some degree by that that hinge, that I hadn't seen anything quite like that hinge in the Magic Keyboard case prior. No. Do you? So, 
Yeah, so that's one interesting thing about it is the fact that the display is you know articulated and you can you can place it flat and use it as a an, a, a, an artist's easel. But the weird thing, the, the the most interesting thing about that is the I don't know what the official term is, but it's like a it's a plinth at the bottom that houses yeah. all of the high power gadgetry. Because you can get it, you can configure it with 32 gigs of RAM and a dedicated GPU, and that pumps out a lot of heat. So it, there's, it, from 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 one angle, it looks like a MacBook Pro. It's all nicely machined, whatever it is they make them out of. There is it aluminium or is it uh, magnesium? Magnesium alloy. The surfaces are generally a magnesium alloy, except for the Surface Laptop, which is aluminium. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. So anyway, so it's made out of some kind of metal, and it yeah it. From one angle, it looks like looks like a MacBook Pro with the mm. Windows logo on the on the back, but then it's got it's got the same height again as a MacBook Pro underneath it with uh, ventilation slots where all of the where all of the powerful stuff lives. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not. I don't know how I feel about that. I can't it just it's it all looks a bit weird. It's the sort of thing that Apple would never make, which is why I quite like it. I think again, going back to what we were saying about Amazon, you know trying out these crazy ideas microsoft are increasingly doing that and i I really like that um the 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 hinge thing just quickly on that i I, again like you i hadn't seen well yeah actually no i hadn't seen that before the the uh, magic keyboard um but what microsoft have have done with this one it's it's a bit odd because there's this there's about there's three um three kind of orientations you can have it in there's the normal laptop there's the like you say the the standard flat uh, tablet mode and then there's this kind of in-between thing where the keyboard covers or hides the sorry the, the the screen covers the keyboard and leaves you with just the screen and the trackpad um that's the one that i couldn't quite get my head around the, the usefulness of it because you're practically in tablet mode there now you've hidden the keyboard away and you've, you're just left with this screen and, and the and the trackpad so it was, that was a bit of an odd a bit of an odd use case and i think as, as um mkbhd said whenever he gets a device like that he likes to think how would i use it in each of its different scenarios um i think he pointed out that that's just a bit of an odd an odd um example of how to use it but they, there must be there must be a reason they they you know they're allowing people to, to have it in that orientation there must be a that's, uh, a that's use media case consumption that's tent mode isn't it that you might have seen on other 360 okay fair enough so, yeah. So yeah, you look at your Lenovo's and your HPs that have got that, that do a full 360, where the display goes all the way around and onto the back of the device. They all of them. There'll be different terminology depending on the manufacturer, but like tent mode, it's it, yeah, it's a thing where you, you you have your 360 PC in a in a V shape formation so that you can angle the screen up at a comfortable viewing angle to to consume content. But with this. Because the screen doesn't go all the way around, um, you, you you put it in front of the you, you yeah you put it so that the the display obscures the keyboard but still leaves the trackpad visible. So you can still you know fast forward, pause, play, whatever without uh, you know in, interfering with this with the display. Yeah. Yeah, which is 120 it's... hertz. Although I don't know that I'm sure. Well, of course, Mark MKBHD will have mentioned that. And it's got it's got true tone now as well, which is called adaptive color technology, isn't it for for Microsoft? Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> it has to be different. Why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but but yeah. Thunderbolt, they put Thunderbolt oh. in after, I don't know if you remember last year, Microsoft were like, well, the reason we don't have Thunderbolt in our laptops is because it's inherently insecure. <laughs> They've all got Thunderbolt now. So I don't know what changed. Hmm, it's interesting, isn't it? It's not cheap. It's, it's about 1,500 quid, isn't it, I think, the, the base level. Yeah. Um, although I think you, you kind of go above two grand once you get the stuff that you probably need with it. But it's it's interesting. I I, I, lo- I like the fact they're doing something more interesting with laptops. You know, it's um, like I say, we're, ne- we're never going to see this from Apple. This kind of stuff. So it's just nice that someone else is doing it. the the most the the, the most enjoyable thing about the Microsoft device events is Panos. If you haven't seen one, you need to go and check it out. He's he's the most intense, passionate guy in tech. Yeah, he, he's 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 not Tim Cook. That's for sure. <laughs> I've, I only, I think my first intro, introduction to him was on the the Windows 11 announcement. I'd never seen, I, I knew who, who he was, but I'd never seen him before in terms of present, presenting stuff. Um, and it's a unique style, isn't it? I don't know how to describe him. He's, uh, yeah, it's in, intense, is the word. I wonder yeah. if he's like that in real life or if that's Panos the character. Because you get the impression, I think that like when you, when you see it, when you hear Tim Cook outside of a keynote, he pretty much sounds like Tim Cook in, in, in interviews on the shareholder updates. He's just he's just a laid back, hmm. you know, very thoughtful, measured guy. I'm not sure that I've seen uh, Panos outside of the context of one of his super intense, passionate presentations. And he's always you, sure you can't be like that all all of the time. <laughs> I don't know. It depends how pumped he is. I know that's I think you mentioned that it, it's a running uh, joke, isn't it? It is a running joke. Panos, how how pumped is Panos today? <laughs> we'll let people Google that. Um, I think one of the last things I want to talk about, Rob, because it, it's just funny and it's quite enjoyable to talk about, is um, is Facebook. What happened with Facebook this week? So we're recording this on the 7th of October, which is a couple of days after Facebook's entire universe melted. Um, and yeah, it's it was just, it was fascinating, I thought. Because um, it wasn't just their platforms that went down. Obviously, Facebook... WhatsApp and Instagram all completely disappeared for about six or seven hours. Um, but as it turns out, and so Oculus. did... Oculus. All, all of the Facebook of course, properties yeah. are Oculus. Yeah, and if you, if you used um, Facebook to log into anything, that wasn't working. Um, but equally, the staff couldn't get into the building because everything, all their internal systems were were down as well. And um, there's, I don't know if this is how true this is, but there's rumours that they had to use a, a chainsaw and an angle grinder to get into the server room. Which again, I hope it's true because it's it's just brilliant. It's the, it's the stuff that um, you know episodes of um, Silicon Valley are made of, really, isn't it? It's just unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, you, you can you could make yeah. I mean, it's it's funny and it's it's always nice to see. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah. I didn't miss Freud. Yeah, I didn't miss any of it either. But the, on the other hand, it's quite reassuring that you need a chainsaw and an angle grinder to get into their server room, given the amount of data that they have on everyone on the planet. That's very true. Very, very true. So they're kind of a victim of their own security protocols. Yeah. But that, like you say, at least it proves they work. That's that's one thing. Um, yeah, no, I, think it's, I think it's a... I mean, obviously, Mark will be salty about the whole thing because he's lost $7 billion off his 
on paper wealth, hasn't he? Was it seven billion? It was about seven billion, wasn't it? It was a, it was a lot of money. Although equally, there were, there were a few people suggesting that the timing of the of the outage was quite convenient because there was an awful lot of bad press around Facebook. Um, I don't know the full details of it, but there was a, a whistleblower interviewer, wasn't there? Uh, interview, sorry, rather, yeah. a couple of days ago. Um, and some people said, well, is, is this just, uh, you know, Zuckerberg saying, well, yeah, you know, I'm taking taking my taking my football with me and, and leaving the the football pitch. See see how you get on without Facebook and without WhatsApp, etc. Throwing a bit of a tantrum. Um, I don't think that's the case. Uh, but I mean, it would it would serve as a bit of a warning to the planet. It's like okay, you know, if you want you want to keep complaining about what we're doing, well yeah. then try six hours without any of our services. See how you like that. It was bliss. It's a, fair, it's a fair point, really. <laughs> Did you miss Facebook? No, I'm not on Facebook. Are you not? Okay. See, I'm on it. I, I barely use it, though. Um, but yeah, didn't even miss WhatsApp, really. I had about four or five pending messages that went through at about 3 a.m. in the end. Um, but it, it didn't change anything, really. Yeah. Life well, I mean, it just so happened, actually, that, that day that it all went down, I had a new portal arrive. Oh, of course, yeah. So they, they've introduced some new ones, so they're selling off all the old ones. Uh, so there was the, the a device called the Portal Plus, which has got a whacking great big 15-inch uh, 1080p display that pivots, actually, and it's a really slick mechanism. It goes from portrait to landscape and back again. Um, and it's what I was planning on using it for was just a digital picture frame because it's bigger than the the current biggest digital picture frame I have, which is the Echo Show 10. Yep. So yeah, it's quite a bit bigger. Um, and the other thing I was going to try and use it for was uh, for, because you can you can install WebEx and Zoom and BlueJeans and all the sort of popular web conferencing platforms. I was going to try and use it for for that. Um, clearly, especially with my, on, my ongoing webcam issues, my... <laughs> Monterey USB woes. I thought um, I might be able to show my face on this on our on our recording. So just for the for the uninitiated, I'm sure we've mentioned it, but yeah, basically I'm running the Monterey beta, and for some reason it does not work with my webcam. It doesn't. Like apparently, it. this isn't uncommon. It even doesn't work with some older iMac iSight built-in webcams. There's just some issue with the Monterey betas and webcams currently. Um, yeah, so I was going to try and use that. So, but anyway, that arrived on the day that the Facebook Zuckerverse fell over. So I was unable to set it up, and I haven't had time since to to get that set up. Well, hopefully, you will have done by the by the next time we we, re, we hit record, so you can give us an update then. But it sounds like a, a really cool little, or quite a big device, doesn't it? It's it's massive, but it's it's really slick. It's mm. really nice. Uh, we've talked about the portals before. They've been an absolute lifesaver mm. whilst the world's been the way it has over the past 18 months and just enabled our family to keep in touch on a far more sort of personal level and convenient as well. That's yeah. the most important thing. Yeah. Is I looked at all of the options out there and, yeah, okay, it's made by Facebook, which is a big thumbs down, but it is the least worst consumer, you know, mm. video calling hardware device you can get in my opinion I've, yeah, I've been a regular user I've, I've got sort of six of them in the family and uh, they've all been 
absolutely brilliant. So yeah, when they were knocking these out, these were, this was a two hundred and seventy pound device, yeah, and they're just banging them out for a hundred quid. And so I, I don't plan to use it as a dedicated video calling device. I just want to, I'm going to use it as a digital picture frame because you can hook it up to to other the the other popular voice assistant. She who should not be named. <laughs> it runs on the echoes. Okay. So I'll probably use that. It's got its own voice thing. I've never tried it. No. But yeah, no, I'll probably hook it up and use it as a as an echo. Is there anything we haven't mentioned that you want to discuss on the on this huge list that we've got? Uh, Just have a look through. Well, the, the the exciting news this week is the port no, the the, the Pixel event on the nineteenth. Oh, so next week or yeah. week after yes. slightly. So yeah, in the very near future, yep. there'll be a Pixel event, which is uh, I'll be looking forward to seeing what the next generation of Pixels are like. Yeah, although we're not getting the next Pixel over here, are we, in the UK? Am I right in saying that? We're not, no, well, we're not getting the 5A. No. But this will be like this Pixel beyond, 6 or yeah. something, isn't it? Yeah, that will be interesting, won't it? Because I, I still love the... The 4A, I think that's a fantastic little phone. So, yeah. Well, did, did you see the the Google uh, blog post? Google posted a blog uh, highlighting all of their admittedly very good-looking widgets for their suite of applications to make your new iPhone 13 look more like Android 12. I didn't, but I'm just looking, looking at it now. And, uh, oh, oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> so you can literally just... Bin off everything on your iPhone home screen. Yep. Populate it entirely with Google widgets and make it look like Android 12. Basically, is what they're encouraging you to do. It looks great, doesn't it? I can't. I can't fault them for how it looks. I, I've, I've said before, I really do like the way Android 12 looks. I don't. I mean, I do think it is just going to be a lick of paint. Though, did, did you ever try it? With I any did. I had it. I had the, the beta installed on the um, the, the 4A, and I, I, I played with it a little bit. But it, yeah, it, it was a very enjoyable operating system to, to look at and, and interact with actually I, 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 I really I really liked it um but yeah, it does it, it looks fresh it does make mm. iOS feel a bit stale by comparison it does I always find that with iOS it just it always feels a bit stale doesn't it it just feel like we do a, a bigger update at some stage but now these widgets we'll, we'll put this um this link into the into the show notes but I might even give that a go I like it I think we've reached time Rob I think we've um, we've done everything so really by, by, the, by next uh, by the next show we need to make sure you've got some form of video um, going on because we've been doing this blind haven't we which obviously no one knows but we can normally see each other but we can't I think actually. it's like the last two or three shows yeah which yeah it, I, I think you, know, that you do you, you lose something don't you it is important to be able to see the other person and I, I'm especially used to being able to see the person that I'm talking to because of the fact that we're, you know everyone in my family's got a portal so yeah you know video calling has become a real it's become more normal for, mm-hmm. for me and maybe, maybe for the younger generation maybe they're, they're all video calling has always been a thing for them I don't know but it was I remember when the three network first came to the UK do you remember that? I do yeah and they were really pushing this video calling. They had these wacky video calling phones, and no, no, it didn't didn't really capture the no. the UK's imagination for years and years and years. Um, but but I, do, I miss seeing your smiley face, Mark. That's what it, it boils down to. Probably makes a change really because you can't get a shot of my <laughs> smiley face, can you? But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and obviously the, the quality of the show hasn't hasn't dipped at all with regards to the fact we're doing it blind i think it's still absolutely top-notch content as always isn't it 
Yeah, well, I've, yeah, fingers crossed I can sort out my, my weird USB gremlins. I don't know. I can only use one USB device at a time at the moment. That's my current situation, and I, I don't understand why. Well, if you can do that, I promise I'll stop dropping things down the toilet. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Rob. That's it, yeah. Yeah.